Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports. Appreciate you uh, giving us your ear for some of that time here this morning into the afternoon. Keywords are back, by the way. We'll have a keyword coming up here, the first of which uh, in about 20, 25 minutes. We'll give you that keyword. At that time, you can head to kxno.com to enter that nationwide contest. Again, it's $1,000 on the line. We will have two. Murph and Andy will have two. Uh, Heather and Sean in the drive. They've got one in the 3, the 4, and the 5 o'clock hour. So keywords for the rest of the live programming starting here in about 20 minutes. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Scott Docterman uh, will join us. He will um, look back at the stuff that he wrote this week. We'll pick Doc's brain on that. Look forward to the week ahead. Uh, there was an availability midweek last week uh, for football. We'll get Doc's uh, belated thoughts on that coming up at 11.30. Matt Snyder will join Trent and I at 12.05 to talk a little bit of MLB. What a terrific week weekend of Major League Baseball. I'll get into that here coming up. Uh, and then uh, Nick Oson, who covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 Sports. Nick will join us at 12.30, the latest on Iowa State. Trent's plays of the day, an abbreviated Major League schedule, but there is a national championship that will be decided over in Omaha tonight. Uh, Florida and LSU. LSU got game one. Florida just crushed yesterday. Kind of like uh, very similar to that Angels-Rockies score from Saturday night. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, Trent's plays of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. That gets here at about 10 minutes before the hour of 1 o'clock. How was your weekend? It was good. Good. Yeah. Didn't get to see Randy Peterson while I was in Okoboji. That was a disappointing part of it. But, yeah, yeah good time. A lot of pool time for the kids. Went over to the lake for a while. Hit up the amusement park over there in Boji. Kids had a really good time, and I was able to watch plenty of baseball Listen to the game on Friday, listen to the Twins game on the way back on Sunday, and there's just something about baseball on the radio. Yeah, there is, isn't there? I, I agree really, with you. Yep. really enjoyed the drives both ways as Tara was getting vacation plans ready. She is gone. I am a single dad Uh-oh. for the week. The whole week? Yeah, she, she gets back Friday, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a long week in front of us here. So the kids are at camp right now. Jack's uh, going to be finishing up. you got to do about five minutes on your own while I pick them up quick at noon. I think I'll be able to handle that. I think you can handle that. But uh, yeah, single dad in it this week. So <laughs> if you got any suggestions on things to keep these kids busy, let me know because I'm going to be searching, trying to get through the week this week. Mm. Keep them busy. Yeah. Puts again, plop in front of the TV with a game on or something so Dad can uh, watch his games. And, right, right. Uh, you'll, Usually you'll be they fine. get the TV <clears throat> and I get the iPad or just the phone. Well, as long as you get to see it, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but you'll, you'll have fun. Anyways, uh, the weekend that was, uh, you were at the lake, so that was good. I watched a ton of baseball likewise. Kind of looking forward to the finale, the championship game uh, here tonight in Omaha. That's a 6 o'clock first pitch. Carl Ravitch making his way back, which is kind of disappointing uh, from doing Sunday night baseball. Yeah. I, I thought Shami was terrific yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game stunk. Let's be just terrible. Uh, Twenty. What was the final? 24-4. Jesus. Um, I'm going to well, guess LSU <clears throat> is not using the best of their bullpen. No, but you know what they're going to use tonight? Uh, their guy, Skeen's going to pitch yes. at some point, right? The, the, the presumptive 
Do we even need to use the word presumptive first overall pick in in next is it next week or a couple of, well whenever the draft is coming up yeah um, he's the guy right I mean well, it's either him or his teammate yeah you take the picture though don't you <laughs> I think so signability and maybe come into play right. him or his teammate Cruz Cruz is a stud too yeah no he's a good player but he's not a pitcher um, I don't know we'll we'll see but they they got a really good team Florida had the bats going last night it's been fun I'm glad that uh, you talked me into this. Um, because I watched uh, LSU win game number one, and then yesterday's game at least until it got out of hand. I'll tell you what I watched on on Friday night. Uh, Ellie Dela Cruz, Trent. I don't think it's crazy to say that already two and a half, whatever it's been, three weeks mm-hmm. into the in, into his major league tenure, that he's on the short list of the most exciting players in the game of baseball. Watching him run around uh-huh. the bases, and I finally found a shot, and I um, I. Not retweeted. I liked it. Um, of just a a is a shot of him rounding the bases. No fielder fielding the ball. No throw. Just him in full flight. Man, he is something to watch. He he's a, he's a switch hitter. He can make contact with the ball. He's a terrific infielder. This guy is is it crazy to say he's already amongst? Okay, he's not Otani. He's not Trout. He's not Judge. He's. I don't want to put a pitcher in because it's a different category. I get Otani. Yeah. He's in category all by himself. But it's not crazy to think that this guy's already in the conversation. He's magic, Trent. Well, and the crazy thing is, I took a shot at him right when he got called up to be Rookie of the Year. And you were too late. Well, I got him at 35. Oh, you did? I thought he was already in the teens when he made his way up. Well, the reason is because of what Corbin Carroll's doing in Arizona. Do you know what his numbers are right now? I don't. I, I know the start was unbelievable. I, I didn't even know until I had just looked at it because I said, man, Dela Cruz, I got to get a real shot here, right? Here's what Corbin Carroll's done in his rookie campaign. Now, he's played a little bit. It wasn't his debut, but didn't play enough games. Yeah, you played them. like 20 something, I want to say. 32 last was year it okay? was the number. So, yeah. what is it, 50? Is that the threshold? I can't remember what yeah. it is offhand. But regardless, and he was good last year mm-hmm. and thought he was going to make the jump, and he absolutely has mm-hmm. now. Left handed stick, 5'10. Not a big guy by any means. He's hitting 290 with 16 home runs, 23 stolen bases. OPS plus a 151. His OPS is at 927. Mm. This guy is ridiculous, and that's the reason. We see Dela Cruz, but people are not talking about Corbin Carroll. No, they're not. People across baseball, yes. across sports, are talking uh, about Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, I think it's fair. He is a guy with the emergence of what the Reds have been here mm-hmm. during this month. Yep, he has been a guy that has been absolutely crazy. He so, brought the ballpark, and this and, and Cincinnati fans they're coming out of their closets again. Yes, it, it's great to see. It the really is. Yep. After the uh, game last night, I saw an interview. I can't remember. Who, it was a Braves player. I can't remember who it was. But just talking about the Reds, like, that's a good team. Yeah, they are a good team. And, and walked away three one-run games mm-hmm. and how just tight those games were. Dela Cruz right now, the longest odds you can find on him are 10-1. to 1. He's 7-1 to 1 at DraftKings, 7-1 to 1 at Caesars, 9-1 to 1 at MGM. FanDuel's got him at 10-1. to 1. That's where you can get Dela Cruz. But if this continues, and if he, obviously not at this point, but he just plays well the rest of the year, isn't he going to beat Corbin Carroll? Even if Corbin Carroll's counting stats are a lot better on a playoff team, I think they are. Trent. I mean, because there's something different about Dylan. He's, dyma- he's dynamic. Yes, he he makes you buy a ticket. Joey Votto said as much. Yeah. He said, "Look, my contract's guaranteed. I don't I don't need to sing his praises." Right? He is one of those people that you want to make your way to the ballpark to watch him. And it was great to see Great American Ballpark 
which I was not impressed by at all. I was there for two games. There's just something I just didn't didn't like it. Just didn't click. Yeah, it didn't for whatever reason. But a hundred over one hundred twenty thousand people there for the three game series yeah. in Cincinnati. Awesome. I get Atlanta's in the other dugout. That's a good team. Friday night was amazing. Then they came back to cut it to a run run game Saturday. Likewise on Sundays they were trailing by two or three in both of them. But man, oh man, baseball's back in Cincy, and for the fifty and sixty somethings in our listening audience. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of you, that was your team. There's no doubt about right? it. Right? There are a lot of Reds fans. That is kind of that that next tier after the locals, after the Yankees, the Dodgers, of that next tier. And you mentioned that demographic. So many people in your formative years. That's Big Red Machine, a, baby. You become a fan during yep. that time. A lot of people jumped aboard with that Cincinnati mm. team. And I've noticed a little bit more. A few more Reds hats nice bouncing sir. around. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit more. Uh, went from not seeing one for a couple of years. Uh-huh. And, and now... Everyone, hey, look at Trent, that. Think about that city. They had a laughing stock football team. Yeah. Now they have first, second, third best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you place them where you want. I you, think still you, Mahomes. You're set for a decade. Right. You're set for a decade with Joe Burrow. Now your baseball team and this generational talent, if you can keep them in, in Cincinnati, uh, fun, fun times. If you're a, you've been to Cincinnati, by the way? That's one that I have not. I've never been to Cincinnati, period. Mm-hmm. Never. I guess it's probably not a big airport, right? It's in Kentucky. No, it's in Florence, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's across the river. It's across the river, right? And never a layover. And it's a really nice like airport. That. It's a really nice airport. Been to Cleveland For, a bunch of times. Yeah, no, I've missed that one. But there was a while that Cincinnati was a hub out of Des Moines. Was it Delta? Oh, really? This is before my flying days. I'm going to guess that. Uh, late nineties. Yeah, late nineties. At that time. Growing up, we just fly to Minneapolis. Oh, sure. Minneapolis is yeah. closer than Des Moines. Yeah. So, where right. are you going to fly out of? Yeah. Where are you going to get better rates? <laughs> no, especially at that Minneapolis. time. So, speaking of the airport, just dropped off my wife. The new bridge is now ready getting into the terminal. So, when you're wrapping around there, and before you had to kind of take a left, yeah, yeah, now yeah. it wraps all the way back around that new bridge that they've been working on for what seems like years. It is open. Took it this morning and uh, really? cruised right in there to the terminal. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. Huh. One International looking you know sharp what, over Trent, there. I was just there two weeks ago. Was it open then? I, I don't don't, I don't, don't recall so. it. We uh, picked up one of my wife's work colleagues, and she had just flown the week previous and said she, it, it was four in the morning, she said okay. when she took that flight. Yeah, yeah. She didn't remember it being open, at least at that time. How do, you, how do you make those flights? I used to be able to, I just can't answer the bell anymore. No? No, just can't do it. Can't take the early flights. Well, you were very regimented. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of wiggle room in your schedule. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, yep, that, that's very true. <laughs> Anyways, uh, good stuff. So the baseball was fun. Uh, Scott Dockerman coming up on Iowa. Did you see he, he ranked the list of Hawkeye opponents or Hawkeye games? Not, a, not the, the um, ability of the opponent or the what he thinks will be the games starting 1 through 12. Did you see it? I didn't. No. I was surprised at a couple of them. Obviously, what do you think the the best game on Iowa schedule is according to Doc? At Penn State. It is. It is. That that's where that's where he went. But there's a couple of them at that, Wisconsin too. It's two. Yes. That's or, after that is where you get into I think the conversation. Uh-huh. Those are pretty clear cut. Penn State's Penn State. It's mm-hmm. going to be white out. Wisconsin something fans. Yeah, division title on the the line for the Wisconsin game, Uh likely. The other ones, though, so three in terms of, so this is importance, this is... Uh, Just, I don't know, let me see if he, uh, what what were his requirements? Because I'm not going to click on it, I'm going to keep it fresh here. 
in terms of you can go how important the game is going to be. They're, how they're least appealing to most appealing. Appealing. That's, okay. what he, that's how he put it. In terms of appeal. Yep. Well, from our outpost, it has to be Iowa State. From uh, ours. I, but it's different on the east side of the state, I, as that, I tried to explain to you. And I think that factored into his uh, placement of Iowa State. Nebraska? No, that's the one that I had trouble with. Goofy Gophers? Phil Fleck? Oh, you're looking for number three? Yeah. Uh, I think it is the Gophers. It is the Gophers at three. Gophers at three. Gophers at three. Yeah. 0 for 6 for PJ. Against yep. Kirk. Yep. Some people like Minnesota as the dark horse. If you're not going to Iowa, Wisconsin. Trent, Illinois and Minnesota in something. Somebody put out odds for the division this past week. And Iowa's third? Oh, really? Illinois and Minnesota are picked ahead of them? Well, you do wonder, like, some of those analytical things that spit it out. How much is a transfer portal a part of it? Yeah. If, they, if did that, they think Petrus is still there? Well, <laughs> which I guess he is. I put him six if that's getting out. <laughs> he is there. Yeah. Is that going to be a story when they break fall camp and he's starting to throw? Is and we get to October and he's got a thumbs up health wise. Is he going to show back up on the depth chart? <laughs> Yes! He's healthy. He's got a clean bill of health. Uh-huh. He's back in October. We're not talking early in the season. Yeah. But he's working his way back. He's off the shoulder injury. Uh-huh. It's October. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. And, and I truly believe this. This is not being loudmouth on the radio. That's not what yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah. Cade McNamara goes down. Uh-huh. He has an injury. And it's he's out for the rest of the game. Uh-huh. Gets hit, nicked up in the second quarter. And you got all three of the backups available. You got the Wisconsin transfer. You got Hill, Hill. from there, Deacon yep. Hill. Yep. You got Labus, who started the yep. bowl game. Yep. And you got Spencer Petrus. Who's getting the call? It's Petrus. You know it is. I think it's probably. You know it is. I I know you don't want to say it, but you know what it is. He's got a stranglehold on that Ferentz family, unlike anything I've seen before. Uh-huh. He's brutal. Uh-huh. For the most part of three years. Uh-huh. And they kept trotting him out there. And one of the worst performances we have ever seen against Ohio State. And they keep trotting them out there. (laughs) There is something there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his leadership qualities. It's certainly not his acumen as a quarterback. But there is something that the Ferentzes can't get over. Well, I think part of it is they they feel um, appreciative, indebted to him in some respects because he took all the arrows. A ton of arrows? Not all of them. No, a ton of arrows. Brian got plenty, too. He did, but uh, proportionately his quarterback took way more than he should have. That's part of the job. No, yeah, it is. But he took a bunch of arrows, so I would think that there would be some appreciation from the family. Maybe that factors into it. I. The pra- they, they love Hill's arm. They do. They love Hill's arm. Um, now, who has I don't think. Pull? I don't think. I, I think Hill would go in. I think, you do? Yes, I think it would be Hill. I think you're dead wrong. Over under Petrus' appearances this year at half? I would take the, oh God, it's a contact sport. And all he needs to do is run out on the field. Take a snap. Huh. You're taking the over. <laughs> he's on scholarship. So he's going to dress. If he's healthy. Does he travel? If he's healthy, yes. Absolutely. Well, here's the other thing. If, if that plays out in that fashion... Normally, because of travel restrictions at the Big Ten, you only take three quarterbacks with you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to leave Joey Labus at home? 
After he started the bowl game? Hill's going for sure. Right. He's going to be the backup. Uh-huh. I, I agree with you there. I think yep. Hill is the backup yep. to begin things. But it's October. They're making the road trip. And who gets on They're going the to Wisconsin. <clears throat> or the bus. And who's hopping on to make their way to Madison? Labus or Petrus? It'll be Petrus. And it is a awful decision. An mm. awful decision. We know what he is. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. He no, is a bad I, Big I, Ten I, I, I hoped against oh, Hopi. I know you did. Around. And I tried to warn you. I know. I just felt bad for him. Getting too soft in your old age. I know I am. It's true. <laughs> Back in the day, there would be no chance no, you'd give that guy. No, no. Oh, my gosh. It's a real possibility. It is. I think you're And it didn't right. have to be this way. I'm still taking the under. I'm still taking still the taking under. still taking the under? Under. How about he takes the snap on senior day? Ooh. Puts a knee on it. So you so they win that way? You hmm. win that way against Illinois. They're up 17-5. to five. Hmm. Hmm. Salting that one away against the Illini and comes out there. He got his ovation last year. Though. Yeah, he did. I he got his ovation. Yes. And, and it, was, it was good to see that, uh, that the fan base showed him the love that he deserved. More love than he deserved. More, but, okay, put it that way. More love than he deserved. <laughs> Boy, you're hard on him. Well, I've never seen anything. That, <laughs> no, look and, at and it, it's look not at, his fault that he's that awful. I, I mean, I mean, it's part of it. His, but it <clears> is. They, that they didn't have anybody that was better right. than him ready to go in. Or Especially was, with the generational defense that they had. Yes. And that's what I keep pushing back. Uh-huh. And it, same thing going back to Nate Stanley. There has been, as good as you look at the last five years, last six years, that Iowa has been. A lot of wins. You rank them, they're mm-hmm. in the top ten of the country in terms of victories. Yeah. But only one division title mm-hmm. and a lot of what-ifs. Yeah. With the defense, what they have been over the last six years, in a way it's been wasted. What could have been with better quarterback play, with a competent offensive coordinator, what could have been. Mm-hmm. And that is always going to be where I am. That is how I'm going to think of this era. I'm not going to think about the division title two years ago. I'm not going to think about 2020 and 6-0 and what could have been if they would have played Michigan at the end of the year. Boy, that was brutal. It is going to be what they left on the table uh-huh. because it's going away. Yeah. The West and the winnable division is yep. not going to be there this anymore. This is it. This is it. And even with all the successes, that is still the lingering thoughts in my mind. What could have been mm-hmm. just with something average on the offensive side. And they haven't had it. They haven't had it. Do they have it this year? Well, it's up to Brian. Well, I sure hope so. And, and it's also up to uh, Cade McNamara's ability to um, not get hurt. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if, if he stays healthy, this team will win the West. Yes. They will win the West. It would be a disappointment if they don't win the West. That is absolutely fair coming into the season. Expectations mm-hmm. should be at minimum there. Wisconsin and Nebraska are both going through a major transition. Yep, yep. Now, Nebraska for the better. We'll see on the Wisconsin side what it's going to be, but they're going through transition. Minnesota lost a ton off of last year's team. Purdue has a new coach yep. coming in. Yep. Illinois, they yeah, lost they, a ton They did, but defensively, that, that to me is the uh, uh, kind of the unknown in, in the West. If you take a dark horse, would it be the Illini? I think it probably would, and maybe yeah. it's just because of the fact that I'm... I'm um, I don't know enough about them where to put them. Yeah. And look at the, the, the schedule. It's the, it's the final home game of the year, is it not? I think it, it is. is. Yes, yeah. That'll, final that'll be home game of the year. Yep. How, how big is that? Monstrous. Before the Hawks, but potentially big. I mean, Illinois could be good enough where yes. they're hanging around at that point. Let's see, they'd be seven conference games in. Would you be shocked if Illinois four and three? They no. got to win out and get a, maybe a share. No, I or wouldn't even be at all. Five and two? I wouldn't be at all. With the way the Bielema's mm-hmm. teams play, mm-hmm. this is 
he's turned him into Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yep. Wisconsin light right now. Diet Wisconsin, sure. but Diet they're Wisconsin. they're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there. What I will say about Iowa is I is I love the fact that I never thought we'd have this conversation either. The fact the way they mined the uh, the transfer portal. It, it's when they got Mac, they plugged holes. It was okay. They needed a quarterback. Everybody mm-hmm. knew it. Okay, that makes sense. But they got him f- quickly. Happened very fast. Yeah, yeah, you knew the wheels were already in motion, and then he started recruiting, and he did. Yeah, Eric All. Okay, well they're teammates, but then two offensive linemen, two pretty solid additions. Mm-hmm. You get Nick Jackson. I mean, he was not going to move on for a while. Then he did. This is an All ACC player. He led the, the conference in tackles last year, and he's going to come in, and he's going to be a different kind of yeah, middle linebacker. Yeah. But he's going to be a very good. See the other middle middle, the old middle linebacker got engaged yesterday. See that? I did. Did you see his wife? I not, did deck him on the by the jet surfboard or whatever <laughs> yes. it was. See, he's out there wakeboard. Oh, that yeah. was great. Yeah. Great picture on that one. You help the offensive line. Yeah, they mature. Receiver plus, room's better. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Big step up. Yep. Now you lose a great tight end in Laporta. But Lachey was coming on. Boy, Laporta, how about the how about the love he's getting in yes. Detroit? My God, absolutely, holy mackerel! And you couple that with Astrenga, you see the updated weights are out now. Yeah, the new Doc, roster Doc is out. About that over the weekend or tweeted or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he's up fifteen pounds. He's your number three. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good number three. Mm-hmm. I think we saw enough mm-hmm. glimpses of him knowing yep. that he's going to take over for Lachey and all coming in next season. There's no excuses anymore. Nope. This nope. Uh, this has to be a year where you see the offense look like it was a couple of times under Stanley. You need to, at minimum, get back to that level. And it can't be, well, yeah, you go out there and you score you know, 51 points against Utah State and Western Michigan, but then you lose 13-3 to to Penn State. Yeah, You lose again to Illinois 13 to. You can't have that be right, a part of it. Right. Not good enough to put up points against awful teams. You have to be yeah. at least okay against good defenses, too. And, and as far as we know, there's no names that are connected to the gambling investigation on the offensive side of the football, correct? Continue to hear defense is going to be. That's what I hear. I yes. hear nothing on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive line is what I've heard. And maybe one in the secondary. One in the secondary. <clears throat> and, and one that left. Probably a depth piece. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a couple of things. That's what continues to come up. Uh, speaking of that and the gambling investigation, did you see a name popped up from the Iowa State side? I did, yeah. Basketball-wise. Right, and this is on Iowa Courts Online. Yes. Don't know what the charges are or nope. anything like that. But, but Illinois pulled his scholarship. Jeremiah Williams. Yes. After he was going back home, going back to his home yeah. state of Illinois, and that is no longer the case. No. And that was a new name. I had not heard that. I, I no. um We'd heard plenty of football. Now, when was he... When did he leave Iowa State? Because we, we know it involves wrestling, mm-hmm. obviously football, but men's basketball had um, no association with the investigation, as far as I was led to believe. I, you know, when I'm trying to remember initially what kind of went when did down. they get it? When did they when did they fill all those spots on the roster and every and they kept adding those guards. And you're thinking to yourself, well, hang on a second. There's yeah. going to be the, how many? Where are all these guys going to get their playing time from? I mean, it was a glut, right? Right. That just went. So, through. so maybe it was kind of, um, um, not a secret inside the building that Williams was moving on, but mm-hmm. maybe it was. I don't know. But yeah, I saw that. I was kind of surprised at that, Trent. I did. That's the first I'd seen. Um, well, so, uh, Pitt has reached out though to Jeremiah Williams. Uh-huh. So. 
Got to be let everybody know everything that's happening, right, when you're making yeah. a move. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, 11.25, Scott Docterman is coming up. More on Iowa coming up. We will uh, pick Doc's brain, uh, get into his uh, how he ranked the schedule, 12 through 1. We'll do that with Doc. Uh, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Uh, Major League Baseball conversation uh, at uh, 12.05. And then our buddy Nick Osen will join us uh, from Cyclone Alert 24-7 Sports. Let's give Jeff a couple of minutes before we go to break. Jeff, what's on your mind? How are you? Doing well. Uh, I was watching golf. I know you guys are big golf fans. I'm mm-hmm. watching golf uh, Saturday and Sunday. First, I want to start with Ricky Fowler. You know, that big, I don't know if you want to call it a collapse, but yeah, it was. for him to go out there and, and shoot a 60, have it be, you know, right there on the 59 watch. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say this. I don't know where he is in the world rankings. Um, if he could somehow get a win, he's playing in the Ryder Cup. If I was the Ryder Cup yeah. captain, I'm giving it to him. And we this is another time for another another day. But I'm taking guys that are playing on the PGA for the Ryder Cup. That's just my opinion. The, not not going to happen, but uh, yep, I get your point. Well, You're not alone. I, and, I don't, and, and I don't know where Fowler is, again, but if you get the win... Um, I'm choosing him. Let's talk about the winner, the native, um, up in the Travelers uh, Championship. Um, Keegan Bradley, second win on tour, quietly second win. Um, a little fun fact for you. I think I'm correct. 2011 PGA champion winner. A lot of people forget about that, so he's a major winner. Uh, and with that win, he's got to punch his ticket for the Ryder Cup as well. Um, and, and again, great story. I listen to him a lot. He plays a lot of golf with MJ and Tom Brady and has a bunch of stories. But let's, again, we, everyone wants to talk about Liv and PGA. Look at the leaderboard. Yeah. Look at the players. And I understand this is a, this is a event that, you know, elevated you have to play. It's an elevated event. But look at, again, Cantlay fourth, Scheffler fourth, McElroy seventh. Here's the big, uh, one of the biggest stories of the event. Justin Thomas finally was making yeah, some putts. That was great. To he, see. He, he, he could not make nothing. Mm-mm. And he goes out and fires, I believe, a 64 and a 62. They, not, I don't think the PJ needs Justin Thomas, but he's, a, he's one of their top five, top eight boys. And I'll leave you with this. I'm watching some, it wasn't a main documentary about Tiger Woods, but I'm watching some hour long show. And we're never going to see that again. Like the, the, the storytelling, the goosebumps. Now, all three of us know when we're watching mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, the red polo, he's somehow in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and he just knocks and stiff and hits a putt from yeah. about 25 feet. Or all those all those just stories we'll never see again. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think how special that was in the moment. Mm-hmm. The LeBron James, the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, the Wayne Gretzky, the Caitlin Clarks. Yep, yeah, let's, put it in the conversation. Let's, yeah. let's dummy it down to Caitlin Clark. Enjoy Caitlin Clark. Go, go. Go to games, watch her, support her, support the Iowa Hawkeyes because when they're gone, we may never see them again. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. No, I'm glad you put him on, uh, put her on that list because what Tiger did to golf, she did to women's basketball. Yes. I mean, talk about a rocket ship as far as new fan interest. I've never seen anything like it, Trent. I truly have never seen anything like it. Golf had Nicholas and golf had Palmer and golf had... Uh, player and Trevino and and big and uh, Tom Watson and Greg Norman and uh, you know a bunch of really good players mm-hmm. that, that led up to the Tiger era. Women's basketball had good players, but eh, nobody that was about. transcendent. Nobody until her, until her, and she got a casual <laughs> person like you. And I'm not alone. There's there's yeah. there were tens of thousands of me's out there. They get 10 million people to watch the championship. It's incredible. I, I get that the that the uh, the state of Iowa is going crazy. Purdy or, or, or Caitlin Clark, right? I, I get it. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't care who wins. <laughs> but what I do think, and I don't know that that this is an award. That she has to be recognized as as bringing more people to her sport. Mm-hmm. The only other one I could think of is Tiger Woods. Brock Purdy didn't bring a whole no. new level of people. We're watching the NFL regardless. The NFL. Right. right. Yeah. Regardless. That didn't happen. No, I get to where he was. I mean, he mm-hmm. was the last player in the draft. It's never happened before. It was remarkable what he did. And give him the award. If you want to give him the award, give him that. But make sure you find something for her. And I'm not saying everybody gets prize, right? right. Some, there needs to be something for what she did for her sport. She brought more interest to a sport than anyone I've ever seen. Hockey was good before Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Baseball was good before fill-in-the-blank, Otani, Trout. Right? There was a lot of great players before that that elevated and put the game you know, in, in its proper place. Her, on the other hand, it's incredible. I mean, Jordan, same thing. Yeah, basketball was good. Basketball had bird. And it basketball did, had magic. But remember, in the early 80s, it was also on tape delay for the finals. Okay, I'll give you that. That's true. Now, That's true. But bird they, and magic got the momentum rolling. But in the 60s, they had the Celtics. They did, yes. And all of those banners, right? We knew about the NBA prior to, to Michael Jordan. Now, it was incredible to watch. Would I, would I uh, give back any of the incredible opportunities to watch him play on television? Of course not. She brought eyeballs to a sport. That had never been seen. That had, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. Just incredible. 1130. Scott Dockerman next. Miller and Condon underway on a Monday. Uh, but right now, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. And once you're there, you can enter the keyword cash in the pop-up box. That'll be your chance to win $1,000. Cash at KXNO.com. Cash KXNO.com. Your next chance coming up in about one hour. Doc next. Matt Snyder on baseball kicks off hour two. Nick Olson on Iowa State. Trends plays of the day. Busy hour two. Miller and Condit on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And conditions apply. Welcome back. It's 11.35, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Keyword is cash, kxno.com, cash, kxno.com. Another keyword coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. And then throughout the remainder of the uh, local programming, Murph and Andy, and then the drive with Heather and Sean. Let's talk to our friend Scott Docterman from The Athletic. Uh, Doc, uh, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Scott? I'm doing great, guys. How are you today? Doing well. Uh, we t- talked a little bit about your rankings, your latest piece. At least that was the last one I saw at The Athletic. You ranked Iowa's schedule as far as uh, the most appealing to the least appealing. And clearly uh, Western Michigan was 12 and you got Penn State in its right spot at number one. I was a little bit surprised where you had Nebraska just because... You know, the stakes that potentially might be their final game of the year. I know that it's um, it's starting to feel a little bit like a rivalry now that Nebraska finally won a game. But um, uh, surprised where you had Nebraska at number eight. Yeah, I, I mean, I went through the list several times just to make sure I didn't have anybody missing out. And at first I had Michigan State ahead of Nebraska. But then, you know, I, I kind of decided as I went through it, that maybe Nebraska was slightly more appealing. It's just when you, when you start to look at the Big Ten West, there are all kinds of teams that are um, – there are different degrees of rivalry, if you want to say. I mean, Purdue did win the division last year, 
and Iowa and Illinois has always had a spark, certainly mm-hmm. in basketball. But but uh, you know they were, they won eight games last year and they beat Iowa and, and nine to six. And you got Brett Bielema there and Minnesota Iowa is always a a good game. They won nine games. You know you look at uh, at Wisconsin. You know it's it's always a, a tough game. So. You know, it was it was an interesting place to put Nebraska. Certainly, I'm sure that people kind of looked at it and went, "Huh, that's interesting." But and normally, I would have Northwestern below mm-hmm. Nebraska, but but playing at Wrigley Field is right, it's right. unique. You know, it's just, it's just a little worth it. So, I don't know. You know, if Nebraska has a good season, it can, we could look back on it and laugh. But a little bit, su- I, I think. Right? Yeah. Sorry, Doc. A little bit surprised. Number three, Minnesota, just because. Well, we know that Phil Fleck's daddy is Kirk Ferentz, and he has owned this series, and there's been plenty of times where Minnesota has played really well in the game, yet ultimately Iowa has found a way in this game. It's back in Kinnick Stadium. Minnesota hasn't won there since 1999. But has the, it been that long? It's been that long Holy since they've won mackerel. in Kinnick, which is crazy to think about. Well, I was in college and in the student <laughs> section for that one. Not a very happy moment. But, Doc, uh, when you look at this, this one, is it just their due? I mean, it... The bounces have to go the Gophers' way sometime. It just these games have been wild in the ways that I was been outplayed at times, and yet continually to find a way. And how good is Minnesota going to be? We've kind of been talking about after Iowa, Wisconsin. Who do you like? How good do you think the Gophers are going to be this season? I guess you start with how good they're going to be. I don't know. <laughs> and they did lose some some key plate people did. up front. They lost Mo, Mo Ibram, who is an elite all time. Mm-hmm. Go for running back, um, but you know they bring back Chris Ottman Bell. Uh, I thought, you know, their quarterback uh, is is a guy that's that's capable of doing some stuff. They brought in some guys from Western Michigan that actually were pretty good. They're going there, uh, but when you look at this series, the last four games have been decided by one score or less at, at Kinnick Stadium, and could have really gone either way in most of those games. And then last year's uh, Minnesota arguably outplayed Iowa. You know, it was just basically Jack Campbell coming in to win that game. So, you know, there's a big commitment there. But when you start to look at a few of those games, Minnesota, Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, I mean, really, you kind of throw them in one jug, and they're all about the same in some respects. So I I think, you know, Minnesota obviously wants to beat Iowa, hasn't won Floyd since 2014, but – you know, and, and they're a very physical team, and Iowa has to be cognizant of that. And plus, you have a coach that would do just about anything to beat uh, Iowa at this point. Yeah, uh, the other thing on this piece, talking, this will be the last thing on the piece for me, and it was it was jolting to, to see it as I scrolled from twelve all the way down to number one. How Michigan State has fallen. Yeah, I mean that just jumped off the page to me. You've got it at nine, and I'm not saying that they don't belong at nine by any means. It's just that, oh my God, didn't they used to be good? Yes, the answer is yes. But man, oh man, they have fallen on hard times seemingly. Yeah, two, uh, well, last if they were on last year's schedule, that they might have been third. I mean, they might have been second possibly because they were they won eleven games just a year ago. Uh, or, you know, whatever, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It, but, uh, you know, Michigan State and Iowa, for a while, there were the, you know, the Big Ten's version of Rock'em Sock'em Robot yep. <laughs> when it was D'Antonio and Ferentz, and every game seemingly was 15-13 or 16-13 or 19-16, something to that effect. Uh, but, you know, year over year, you're looking at a couple of factors. One, that, that they're 5-7, and seven, and they're coming to Kinnick. Uh, they haven't – they've only played once since 2017, it's not a series anymore that generates a lot of, 
you know, real fillings or whatever. I mean, and then you start to look at who's underneath it, and it's like, yeah, Purdue won the division last year. Mm-hmm. Purdue beat Iowa, what, four out of six? And and you look at uh, Nebraska is right there, and then Illinois, and all of those generate a little bit stronger reaction, I think, than Michigan State. But that said, I mean, Michigan State's more than capable of coming and competing. And uh, and so I, I do think that when you start to go from pretty much nine downward, uh, you you could you know just put them in the same jug and and pull them out like bingo numbers and, hmm. and you you wouldn't be that far off. Doc, we uh, see a commitment for Iowa coming off their big recruiting weekend for 2024. A three-star defensive end from down in Arizona, Devin Kennedy. It's not even really the player. I think for me, it's the location. Arizona is not a place that Iowa's been into a whole lot. Of course, LeVar Woods, who recruits that area, played for the Arizona Cardinals for a number of years. Have you heard, is this a place they're trying to get into, or was it just, eh, no, LeVar was down there making a visit, and and they connected on this one? Because this one also kind of came together also late. What can you tell us? What do you know the story behind Devin Kennedy? I don't know a lot about Devin Kennedy, because as you said, that he was a guy that really what we weren't real cognizant of and then all of a sudden it's like wow you know he's here and then boom he's a commit just happened this morning so um i'm not real up on him other than being a you know pretty decent defensive end prospect but but as far as getting into arizona that that's something that iowa and and i think iowa state too uh both schools are really interested in both colorado and arizona uh for a couple of reasons one it's kind of an underserved area uh under recruited area that there are a lot of prospects and um, there's not a lot of attention there. The local teams are not real strong. And so you can go in there and with a good pitch. And then two, you look about the connection from Arizona to Iowa and the, and the flight patterns. I mean, there are direct flights from Phoenix to, to I assume Des Moines, but I know definitely yep, there is rapid. Yep. And, and so you deal with that and, and shoot, you know, that's, that's one of the things that Iowa likes to do with its kind of outbound out, outside of the big 10 footprint areas is, Look for places where it's easy travel back, back, and that's uh, Atlanta, and and that's uh, Phoenix right now, and then the DFW area as well. But and so you know, getting into Phoenix is really important for them, just as it is for Iowa State the last few years. Obviously, Brock Purdy, but Eli Sanders, they both were after, and uh, and so you know, I, I would expect them both to really attack that area in Iowa with LeVar Woods. I mean, he's one of their best recruiters, so they're, they're really interested in beefing it up out there. Doc, once we get to fall camp, uh, and it's getting closer all the time, I mean, next time we speak with you, it'll be July, thank yeah. God. Um, what's the best? What's going to be the best position battle? Obviously, a ton of depth on the defensive line. That'll sort itself out, so that, that's going to be a hell of a battle, trying to find uh, the, the whoever take those spots. Um, what what else, Doc? What are you looking for? Offensive line is really where it's, it's going to be at for me because I think you've got three guys that you feel pretty good about that you know they're returning starters that are probably going to start: Mason Richmond, Connor Colby, and Logan Jones. But then, what's uh, you know does does Rusty Feth kind of walk in as a starter? What about Jennings Dunker? What about Bo Stevens? What about Tyler Ellsbury? How are they improved? And then, you know, but right tackle might be as interesting as anything. Um, you know, is Dejon Parker going to be that guy, or is it going to be Nick DeYoung? And, mm-hmm. and so I think they've got a lot of competition there on the offensive line, which is good. Um, you know, last year they were very inexperienced. This year they're less so. And then you've got new people who have played a lot that are in that mix. 
And then the other one to me is also on offense, and that's wide receiver. When you bring in Caleb Brown and Seth Anderson to go along with, you know, Deontay Vines and Nico Raggini, um, Jacob Bostic, does he, you know, was he able to compete? You know, what about the new guys? I think there's a lot of uh, discussion there. Um, and then finally, um, once we find out what happens specifically to the gambling investigation, that may give us a whole new angle altogether. Speak of that offensive line, and a big key of it's going to be in the middle, Logan Jones. It just, it frankly wasn't good enough a year ago. And it wasn't just the weird hitch that we saw at times on snaps and getting back there to the quarterback, but for every nasty play that we saw, like the one in Michigan where he got just an egregious penalty thrown against him for blocking too hard. But there were times that he just wasn't, he wasn't going to be Tyler Lindebaum right away, but it was a disappointment, I think, in year number one. How big of a step have you heard that Logan Jones has made and they anticipate he's going to make here in 2023? I think a giant one. I think he's going to be a really significant step, maybe as big as anybody wow. up front, uh, because I didn't think he was as bad at the end of the year as maybe he was early. Mm-hmm. The snap was an issue that everybody draws to. Um, but I think he showed some real progress. I think a lot of his blocks became crisper. He got to where he needed to go. He's not a real heavy guy, but he's also, but he has got really good lateral movement. And now that his muscle memory is catching up with his physical abilities, which are off the charts, I expect him to really take a jump, maybe as big as anybody on the offense. And, and I would say Connor Colby is my guy who I think could be a breakout guy, maybe one of the 10 best linemen in the Big Ten, uh, because now he's going to be more settled in. So I, I would expect both of those two to be guys that maybe were disappointing at times last year and, and to, to really become solid players right away. Doc, my last thing for you, Trent and I had this conversation earlier in the show. Um, when, when it comes to Spencer Petrus, who's going to be healthy at some point this fall, uh, and, and the team goes on the road. We know McNamara is going to, he's the starter. We believe that Deacon Hill is going to be the backup. If they take three quarterbacks, would, would Petrus cut into that? Would, would he be that third quarterback or what, are, what are the plans once he gets healthy? Um, he's not one. I don't think he's two, but might he be third on the depth chart? Will he be on the depth chart? I don't know. I haven't heard one word about him at all. I mean, he's in the spring. He, he wasn't even working with the quarterbacks. He was helping other parts of the of the offense. He was going over and you know to just you know kind of almost like a graduate assistant. So there's really been no discussion whatsoever with him. I mean, the, the primary reason why he was on scholarship in the spring uh, was to help him with his rehab and his recovery. Uh, so that way that he could be under really strong supervision. But the fall has been undetermined, and I do not anticipate him at all being a part of that. And, you know, maybe if something would happen to Cade McNamara, you know, then maybe break glass in case of emergency. But I just don't know. I, I, I really don't think that there's any future there for him. Uh, he's just going to be more of a of a bystander, maybe, a, you know, a, graduate assistant type than than an actual player. Doc, final thing for you and over to the basketball side of things. Now, this is speculation, and that's what we do here during the summertime, as you and uh, Morehouse used to say, the horse platitudes of the offseason. But the Jack McCaffrey decision, as he came out, talked to 24-7 Sports a couple weeks back and say that he's not going to Iowa, leads to speculation. What did you read into that? Uh, speculation for him or his dad or all of these? All of it. Okay. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you think that 
I mean, the youngest son of uh, the head coach who's been there for a while, who'll be, what, 64 or is 64. And, um, you know, he's got two more years and he'll be a college player and he's not going to come and play for his dad, at least in Iowa. So, yeah, I think it's it's all fair speculative, uh, you know, because, I mean, is Fran's not going to watch him play? I mean, he's, he's his other two sons, he's right. been there for him. So my guess is, you know, and I, I'm only speculating, I could be completely off, is that uh, when Jack goes to college, if it's at Notre Dame or Ohio State or take your pick from any other university, that, that Fran will want to go watch him in person quite a bit. Yep. So that's all I can really say at this point. I mean, I don't have any – thing concrete but that, that's what i would deduct from the situation i uh i see it's your way scott doctorman i do uh we will uh, speak with you next week thanks for doing this is the sale at the athletics still going on or did it end this past weekend um yeah through uh june 30th a dollar a month for 12 months so it's, it's a, one of our great summer sales and you can catch it right before we hit one of our big blitzes uh story blitzes coming out in a couple weeks which i don't have I'm not allowed to say ah, yeah, what it is, okay. but I'll just say it. It's very, very. It's going to be very, very well read and interesting, interesting to people throughout the country. Well, hopefully, it publishes Sunday night or Monday morning, so we have it fresh when you join us on Mondays. <laughs> uh, just yeah. talking selfishly, uh, it's a buck a month. It is their best sale at the Athletic. Trent and I have both been subscribers since the uh, website uh, uh, took life, and we're glad that we are. It's it's uh, it's more than just your sport, Hawkeyes, whatever. If you're a fan of sports, your team will be there. There's a pretty good chance of that. Uh, Doc, have a wonderful week. Thank you for doing this for us. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Scott Docterman uh, from The Athletic. We'll take our time out, come back, finish up hour number one. Miller and Condon is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, five minutes before noon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Take you until uh, 1 o'clock here on Des Moines Sports Station. <clears throat> little flute action. Yeah, Marshall Tucker. Is this who this is? Yeah. Uh, you know, back to the golf conversation. Uh, Jeff brought up the Ryder Cup when uh, when the Miller and Condon caller uh, checked in uh, early in, uh, in the day. So here's 15 names, three of which won't be on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Okay. Right. Write these. Uh, write the write the three down. You think won't make it? Won't make it. Okay. Scheffler. Yep. Wyndham Clark. Kepka. Shoffley. Homa. Cantlay. Spieth. Cam Young. Sam Burns. Morikawa. Justin Thomas. DJ. Ricky Fowler. Tony Finau. Keegan Bradley. It's a pretty tough list. And you got to leave three off of it. So the three that I think jumped to the forefront for you were Max Homa. You don't think he makes it? It is no. not click this year. Okay. And I bought in. You know, I told you I, mm-hmm. he was the guy. Him and Scheffler. I bet both of them in January on every major. He's won twice in the last twelve months. But when the calendar slipped to January, yeah, he's not been great. New baby, it's not gone well for Max. Okay, so he's out for you. The other one that very well could be easy is Morikawa. Though he's playing fine. Yeah. He's got that back injury. Okay, so you think he takes himself out? I could see that definitely being the case. He has not won in the last 12 months. And he has been okay. It's not like he's fallen off the map or anything like Mm -hmm. that. He's been solid. Plenty of top 10s, top 20s, those kind of things. He's been good. But he hasn't been also the level that we've seen in the past. 
a lot of people speculate the back injury is the one. Spieth on it? He hasn't won. He hasn't won, but Spieth's been fine. He's got experience. I don't think he'll be left off. Kim Young would be the one. Yeah. Another guy that we're... Ricky Fowler's making yours? Oh, absolutely. I hope you're right. What he has done this year, he was ranked in the 130s Trent, just a was, year ago. He was awful. Absolutely awful. brutal. Uh, I, love the, I love the story. I love the story. He's up to 35th in the world. To make Is a, he up to 35th? To make that Holy kind of mackerel. jump in six months? Mm-hmm. It's unthinkable. It is. You look at a bunch of the important stats on the tour. He is way up there in the top 10 in basically every major statistical category. He fired a 60 again this week. <laughs> he did. And then you know what he did after? Like he did at the uh, last week at the U.S. Open. He signed every autograph. That yep. Didn't turn anybody away. You can tell the joy that guys. he's having to. Yeah, sure. And he was a guy... Though Rory turned into the poster boy, mm-hmm. Ricky Fowler very well should be. because They were on the same plateau. I think they were headed in the same... I agree with you. But Rory won the majors. Mm-hmm. Rory continued to play mm-hmm. at a top five level year mm-hmm. after year where he didn't. Mm-hmm. And people... And I think it was fair wondering if he would ever get it back. Yep. It would have been very easy to take that $100 million bag and say, I'm just going to go here. It's true. He grinded it out. Yep. And I have gained so much respect for Ricky and the way that he has done it and the easy way out that he had right in front of him mm-hmm. that so many people, and I don't know what the percentage is, but so many people in his situation would have taken the bag, and he didn't. I think that is to be commended absolutely. And he's uh, he's gained another fan here. He kind of bothered me early on. Look, the, the stupid pastels. And, yeah, and looking the like orange. A, yeah, looking like an idiot out yeah. there at times. Like, well, he's wearing his right. school colors, man. <laughs> it wasn't just the school colors, though. There'd be plenty of lime greens there and some yeah. purples and the other things. And it was more about the wardrobe than it was the golf. Yeah. And he had plenty of game. Oh, sure he did. But to do it that fashion, I, I like some of the Puma stuff they had. Some of it just The hideous. picture of him, I'm not sure what Ryder Cup it was when they won the Ryder Cup and, and all of the players are pairing off with their bride or their fiance, <laughs> uh-huh. and he's in the middle of it by himself just <laughs> looking for, you know. That's he's a, lived a good life. He, yeah, he has. Uh-huh. Uh, married, uh, um, um, Al, what's her name? Pole vault girl. Oh, right. Yes, yes. <clears throat> That's what she, as she was, Allison something. Yeah. Anyways. All right, hour number two coming up. We will start with uh, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Do a little MLB, what was a phenomenal week of baseball. Nick Olson on Iowa State, another keyword set to come, and Trent's plays of the day. It's noon. It's Miller and Conley. We've got an hour to go on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.